Empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. I am Mick Stevenson, and I listen to Packers Without Border podcast, and I'm a complicated fellow. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your co-host up here in Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada, Matt Larson. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas, Bruce Edmonds. How you doing, Bruce? Well, I'm Maynard, but you're whipped. Beyond whipped. Beyond whipped. Well, I'm also wife whipped, right? Like we're all wife whipped, but you're whipped from working 24 hours straight, which is because you gave me a chance to actually prepare for this pod and throw out a bunch of fucking stats to shut up Perfect. all the Perfect. Perfect. Shut them down, yo. <laughs> right. Surprise. You going down, bitches. That's right. Do it. Let's hear it. Let's 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 kick it off. Packers, right. Niners. Here we go. Here we go. So I'm going to take this from JJ right off the bat. He had a really nice tweet. We played the 49ers six times. It has been a home game, a road 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 game. And now we have a home game, right? So we won in 18. We lost two times in 2019, but we've won the last two meetings in 2020 and 2021. And this is the next chapter, buddy. So that's where we are, man. I mean, it's it's about time this thing starts balancing out a little bit. Um, just to kind of dive in a little bit deeper, what I did is I dove in a little bit deeper to just the matchups in general with the history between the two teams. Uh, we have lost, or Aaron Rodgers has lost, all three postseason games against Shanahan, and Matt LaFleur is 2-2 two two against Shanahan all time. The last time Green Bay won in the playoffs against the 49ers – was in 2001, and that was Jeff Garcia versus Brett Favre. Oh, yeah, Jeff Garcia, the CFL famous. You know, have you seen him lately? He, he looks like he turned, uh, like, Amish or something. He's got that big white, just the chin beard thing happening there. I don't know what's going on in California. I guess all that money and concussions, you know, go to your head. It's, it's, not it's a, called not having hair and doing a beard comb over is what that right? is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have nothing on my head, but look at my chin. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my head, I've got a full head of hair. Exactly. If it wasn't for all this skin, I'd have more hair. So more, more related to this season, right? So our last meeting against them, Aaron Rodgers was 23 of 33 for 261 and two. Garoppolo was 25 for 40 for 257 and two. We knew that was a high scoring game, right? We had Razul uh, seal up that game at the end of the, you know, it, it's, we won on a field goal, but the numbers say all, man. I mean, we went 25 for a hundred yards in a tutty on the ground. They combined for 21 and 67 with uh, one touchdown to Trey Sermon. Obviously, Mitchell is a completely different running back, right? He's he's a rookie that they've picked up that has had some injury concerns this year, but he the last few games kind of turned it on. But look, Adams owns these guys. Um, you know, you can get on Twitter and look at all the different stats, but specifically for the last game, he went 12 for 132 and one. MBS had his three for 59 and one, which is that nice little long bomb touchdown that he had. Lazard was one for 42. You know, Aaron Jones only caught two balls for eight yards. I think we're going to see a lot more Jones and Dylan out of the backfield to mitigate this rush, assuming that Bosa and Warner are both back. Um, but, you know, one of the biggest concerns I think with these guys is the run game because we have, we all have PTSD from that championship game, right? And having Mostert running all over us. He is not the same type of running back that you've got in Mitchell. You know, uh, Mostert was that home run guy, right? He could run 40, 50 yards. It could be second or third and 18. And he could he could rip off 40, 50 yards. That's not Elijah Mitchell. He's good. He's not a good in-between-the-tackles runner, but he's got a burst, and he'll get his 12 yards. So he's just a different type of runner, man. But, you know, um, I just started diving into the running game because that's the PTSD that I have, right? And what everybody's concerned about, are these guys going to control the clock and run down our throats to keep this game competitive. And once I give you these stats and I'll, I'll kind of give you the floor and, and you give me your thoughts on this, but specifically with the running game. So the last five weeks is obviously we know, right. That we're getting gashed a little bit towards the end. And look, we're going to be getting some players back, but even with what we had previously, Detroit was 25 for a hundred. Um, but then right before that, we had the Vikings with 11 for 27, but cook was nine for 13. Right. So, I mean, we, we, that was domination. You get to the Browns game, and that's the one game where I don't understand why they went away from the run, right? They were I mean, killing us. They were killing us. Chubb was. But here's the interesting part, man. So they had 184 yards from the running back, right? That that was like a dominating, and we're including that. So they had 25 for 219. But then you get to the Ravens, and we're like, oh, fuck, the Ravens gashed this as well. 26 for 143. Well, the reality of things is that um, Huntley had 13 for 73, but the running backs only had 13 for 70. So when you start kind of breaking it down into who's actually carrying the ball and running the ball between white and we'll throw in some wide receivers in there here as well. Right. Because that that's what we're concerned about with Debo. Um, the bears were 23 for 137, but guess what? Their QB had nine for 74 and the running backs only went 14 for 63. Yeah. Uh, so you, we did give up a total of, of 626 total rushing yards. But when you look at the actual breakdown, it was 430 yards to the running back and 196 yards to the QB. So on average, we only allowed 86 yards from either wide receivers or running backs. And the majority running backs, obviously. So 
what I want to tell all Packer fans, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, is do you honestly believe that Jimmy Garoppolo with a fucked up thumb and a fucked up shoulder is going to run for 25% of the rushing yards for the 49ers this week? Uh, I'm going to say yes, because I think the 49ers are only going to run for a total of 25 yards. I think uh, we're going to make Garoppolo in that shoulder beat us. And with Jair and Stokes, I mean, think about it. Who do you want to put on Ayuk? Stokes, Jair? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're we're way better than that guy. Oh, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is a legitimate weapon. He's a legitimate weapon. But at the same time, if he doesn't get going, right? You put him when he's lined up as a wide receiver, and you've got Devondre Campbell, the second-best tackler linebacker in the league. Don't forget about Kevin King. Kevin exactly. King has been playing pretty well. He could play that uh, safety linebacker position where if Debo steps in at the running back, now he's got Kevin King. Yep. And that's, and that's, you know, it's a good point that you make with that because a lot of what I saw in the last matchup and what I'm looking at this is Savage and Amos actually had, you know, a lot of tackles in that game, um, which means that they were coming down in the box, making tackles. Devondre Campbell had his game. Everybody, you know, it was, it was a collective effort of tackling, which is why they couldn't get it going on the ground. Now, obviously Debo is a different player now than he was in week three. I think they figured out how to use him a little bit more, but look, the keys here beyond just the running game, Matt is the 49ers ended up with a minus four turnover differential. They had 17 out of their 24 turnovers in their seven losses. Garoppolo was responsible for 14 of those 24 turnovers. He had 12 INTs and two fumbles lost. He had 25 turnover worthy plays. That was six most in the NFL. And now he's coming into this game with a torn thumb and a torn shoulder. You're telling me that there's not going to be opportunities for this opportunistic defense to pounce on that. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. This is, you know, when I, I take a look at these, this matchup, what's that? Drink and drink. Am I, oh, hundred percent. Damn it. Damn it. I'm tired. You can't blame that on me. No, I can't. Sorry. Okay. So when you take a look at this matchup, you think, is our offense better than their defense? hundred percent it is. Oh, (laughs) yes, it is all the way. Correct, sir. Right. It is. It's it's way better than their defense. And then you turn around to the other side of the ball and you go, is our defense better than their offense? And I have to say, yes, absolutely. It is. Do I think we're going to shut them out? No, this is playoff football. We're going to see different tricks and wrinkles. We're going to see everything we possibly can see. And don't forget, our special teams is a little lacking, too. Right. Is Garoppolo going to throw for 300 yards? No. Is he going to throw for 150? Probably about 150. I think he's going to be at about 150, and I think the rush game is going to be somewhere around 25 to 30. It's going to be very, very. We're going to fucking destroy them at that point. You think less than 200 total yards? I don't think so, man. I think less than 200 total yards, and this is why. This is why. I think Dylan rushes for 200 yards this game. I think it's cold. That team gets off the plane from San Francisco and they come to Wisconsin and all of a sudden their bones feel brittle. And all of a sudden the air is just, oh, and they got to put an extra layer on and they got to bundle up and I don't want to get hit. And A.J. Dillon comes out of the backfield. 
smashes through the first couple of guys. And I think by the end of the second quarter, these guys start making business decisions and not football decisions. And don't forget, we got Aaron Jones is about to go back there and run wild too. And I know a lot of people, they go, oh, well, the San Francisco 49ers defense is really good against the run. Is it? We tend, we tend to have pretty good games. I, I, If I think in my head, the memory bank in my head, of all the games that we played with Aaron Jones and Dylan against San Francisco, I can think of Dylan running the sweep and just taking off, or, or, or Jones running the sweep and taking off. I can think of Dylan smashing through and getting eight yards per carry, right? And let's not forget the beat all to end all. Bakhtiari is back. Mm-hmm. Turner is back. Mm-hmm. Lucas Patrick's been taken off of Iowa. I don't, I don't know how they're going to do this lineup because Myers is a little better, but then Myers is also kind of bagged up. And, and then it's, but it's pick your poison because you're talking about two offensive linemen that other than snap counts have the, basically the same snap, the same stats for sacks and pressures. It's like none. It's like zero. We've got Cobb coming back. We've got on the other side of the field. And this is what, I mean, I'll be honest, and just between you and me, it makes me horny, baby. But Zadarius, Whitney, right? Uh, 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 Jair is back. I mean, this defense. Sullivan is now back. This defense just went from pretty good to really freaking good. And now, I mean, think about. Joe Barry is now going to sit on the sidelines. He's like, ah, this play we'll do Preston and uh, Smith. And then the next one we'll do uh, Zadarius and Gary. And then the next one we'll do uh, Whitney and uh, Gary. And like, are you kidding me? Are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? You can just keep rotating every single play. So it's constant fresh legs between these four guys. If we think back to the last time we won the Super Bowl, we had eight defensive linemen and that's what they did. Couple, two, three plays. Fresh D lineman. Couple, two, three sprays. Fresh D lineman. Man, Kenny Clark is about to get some serious, serious stats this game because they won't be able to double team him. They're going to have Zadarius, who looks like a beast, coming off the edge or maybe up the middle. Oh, don't forget Whitney's over here. Think about the NASCAR package, third and 16. Now it's going to be Clark, Gary, Zadarius, and then you want to Preston this time, Whitney the next? The pass rush is what's going to get after Garoppolo and his, you know, uh, his throws, even against the Dallas game there, he was airing a lot of them out. He's going to give us a couple of picks. He's going to give us a couple of picks. I've got you some stats on that too, man. Now back to your offensive line comment. Here's my prediction. Okay. Okay. So when I'm thinking it's obviously going to be Bach, right? And then you've got Runyon. They're going to have Myers at center. I think they're going to have Patrick inside and Turner outside on the right side. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think Turner is the right choice at right tackle. Yeah. That's what I'm predicting just because of the stunts and the different things that they can do on the inside. Lucas Patrick has already been playing center at the inside, so he'll be able to recognize it and they'll kick Turner out. That that's even though, you know, you've had guys that have deserved coming in and doing that. I think that's going to be the lineup. Now on the defensive side of the ball, here is what, I found, man. So, you know, we talked about the turnovers for the 49ers. Now, the Packers, obviously, the what kind of skewed this a little bit was that game against Detroit at the end of this, you know, at the end of the year, that 
throwaway game. We were minus four in that game. But even with that, we ended up with 26 takeaways, eighth most take or, you know, it was the eighth most takeaways. But we're also third best in, in differential, even after the minus four. So we're at plus 13. And Matt LaFleur is 11 and no man with at least one turnover in a game. And we know, like you just said, he's going to turn over he's the ball. Gonna. He's yep. going to. He's going to, I mean, each time he skied those ones against Dallas, those should have been turnovers. Absolutely. He did not look comfortable in the pocket, even when, you know, uh, Dallas was only sending three or sending four. He didn't look comfortable in the pocket. He didn't get a lot of time back there. Debo gave him the time and they would use him as running back and they put him in the slot. They put him out wide and they would, they would get the attention that way. You notice uh, Kittle, Kittle only, what do you have? Three, four catches that game? I'll give it to you right now. So Kittle um, in that game went, no. He had seven for 92. Debo had five for 52, but no touchdowns. So it was a lot of cuts, you know. I don't remember his name being called a lot. That's why I think, you know, he had four or five catches. He wasn't, he was blocking a lot. Yep. That's what a lot of it was. Dude, we dominated in that game, man. Quite honestly, a lot of the second half and they're coming back and then us having to come back. But it was Jimmy Garoppolo putting up the ball 40 times. But again, we've talked about this in in terms of Jair and Stokes and what they've done against number ones. It's yeah, they Cooper Cup got his, didn't he? And look, it meant nothing. It doesn't matter. It Cooper, doesn't. Cooper Cup's always going to get his. They're not. Adams always gets his. There are certain players that always hit a number. And, right. and, and and you have to choose as a defense, are you are you gonna let that number be the deciding factor? Right. right? Are you going to limit it? So I think that's what we'll be looking at. We'll be looking at Cobb, we'll be back, right? Uh MBS would have had another week for that back, that hamstring and that ankle, that whole right side of his uh back there is just uh, completely uh torn up. And then uh, um, uh, Lazar, who's been playing lights out the last few weeks, right? He's He's been right on the money. I think this is a run-heavy game. I think this is when we finally, I get exactly what I want, and they pound this rock. It's going to be slow. It's going to be agonizing. And it's going to be lots and lots of third downs. They've been talking a lot of Lafleur's comments regarding setting the tone, being physical. So he's sending that message to his team. Now in the first meeting, and this is where our team is a completely different team. And so is theirs, right? To a certain extent. But in the first meeting, Jones rushed 19 times for 82 and a tutty, but you only had Dylan with six for 18, right? We were barely starting to feel him out at that point. I don't think we're going to rush it 26 times or 25 times. I think we're going to be closer to that 30 mark and probably a 36 total touches, which is the number I'm always looking for. I'm always looking for 30, 30 rushes, 36 total touches for these guys. And I think it's going to be closer to Dylan with like 18 rushes with like 12. Each of them will get three targets right around there, which is perfect. And if we do that, dude, because against the pass, man, like here's where I start getting excited. Right. Because now we start getting into away from our our rush game, which I we know is going to be fine. And now we start getting into the MVP and what he's going to contribute to this game. Right. Which is, I think, what the fear is for most of these 49ers and the fans. When you start looking at it is it's Aaron Rodgers. It's fucking it's Aaron fucking Rodgers, man. And he's going against the 25th 
uh, pass defense in passer rating, allowing a 97 passer rating. They're 16th against passes defended. They're 14th in overall coverage. Um, their pass rush is a threat, obviously, right, with Bosa and Warner. But one's dinged up. The other one might not even play. I'm sure they'll probably both end up playing and maybe be limited. I'm not counting them out. But, look, when we played them, Aaron Rodgers completed 69.7% of his passes, almost 70% of his passes against this defense. Two touchdowns, zero INTs, 113.3 passer rating when targeting Adams, who's the dude that they're not going to be able to stop, right? Fuck, yeah. man. Next page. Fuck it. <laughs> Pass protection for the 49 been okay. But <laughs> last week against the on 26 dropbacks, he was pressured on 11 of those dropbacks. He completed six passes for 38 yards, right? Now, enter Zedarius. Let's get into the line that you just talked about. Zedarius, Merciless, Gary, Clark, Lowry, Smith, go fuck yourself. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, the more I dive in, I'm like, how are they going to beat us, man? They're not. They're just not. I mean, just like uh, just like Aaron Rodgers said, this isn't about revenge. This is about a reckoning. Aaron's been at every single practice. Aaron's taken every single rep. He is laser focused. This is going to be his Picasso, his swan song, the final dance, the last dance, the whatever you want to call it. This is it. He knows it too. If he doesn't go out and completely grab the team and drag it through these next two games, then three. At least the next two. Super Bowl, right? baby. I mean, I, I think we're going to win the Super Bowl. At the same time, he's got to get two wins. And he knows that if he gets two wins, finishes the two wins, and then it all blows up in the Super Bowl, well, he can point at this, he can point at that, whatever. But he's got to win the next two games, and he'll have to do it himself. What do I think the score is? What do I think the score hold is? On, hold on, hold on, hold on on that. Hold on on that. Because... Oh, hey, hey, voice of public opinion. Hey, how are you, voice of public opinion? But the 49ers in week three were a completely different game. Yeah, well, fuck off, because in week three, right? Now, let's do this. It's the Cowboys. They're a different fucking team. Fuck you. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. They didn't play. <laughs> well, guess what? In week three. Cowboys are who we thought they were. No, they, they dropped back 44 times against this, right? 17 pressures. 17 pressures. 17. Yeah. Two sacks. He had three TD, three turnover-worthy plays. He's turning the fucking ball over. And I think what's going to happen is if Garoppolo's not right, and they've done this before to him, we're going to see some Trey Lance, and we're going to see a fucking rookie, and they might sprinkle him in anyway. They won't. I think they'll do the same thing like you said about Jalen Hurts. They'll ride Garoppolo. They'll, they'll ride that Italian quarterback right through to the end zone. You got to run him through because honestly, if he goes out and he balls out, this turns the whole situation in San Francisco on its head, right? Okay. Suddenly, do, do we even get trade? Do we need Trey Lance? Why is Trey Lance here? Second, now we can trade Jimmy. Jimmy's got some good trade bait. Maybe we can get this. Maybe we can get that. Let me tell you, we ain't seeing Trey Lance until the fourth quarter when we're up by four scores. That's when we'll see Trey Lance in the garbage time for a series or something because Garoppolo is going to go out there, torn thumb, sore shoulder in that cold, cold weather. 
and he's going to throw us a couple of picks, and that's what's going to ultimately do this game in. They're not going to be able to keep pace. Like, uh, uh, who were we talking to uh, the other day? Said uh, right off the hop, they're going to go touchdown, first drive, touchdown, second drive. I think, I think you, it, it's going to be a game where San Francisco is going to have to try and keep up. And they just won't be able to. Unfortunately, I think it'll be another stinker like we've been seeing in the playoffs here. Now, having said that, I've been wrong all playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right. Predict the opposite, Matt. Please. Predict. I know. So I'm going to say Green Bay loses by 40. That means that we'll really win by 40. Exactly. Because that's how, that's how bad I've been at predicting these. Here's another key. Are you ready? Okay. All right. So I sent my check and apparently cleared because we got the refing crew that we wanted that they're six and two with the Packers are and the nice. Niners and five again. So my check cleared. I think we're good. 49ers. So a lot of talk about the Cowboys and their 15 penalties and discipline football and how they lost because of that and whatever the last play. I don't fucking care. The Cowboys can suck my dick. The 49ers can suck my dick. But ultimately, the 49ers also committed nine penalties, including six pre-snap penalties and two special teams penalties in that game. So if their special teams is not up to par, that mitigates our, our major flaw, right? Which for me is special teams. That's the one place where we can keep them in the game with missed field goals or just fucking up on that. Now, the 49ers are 18th in penalties per game, right? They're almost in the bottom third of the fucking league. Um with nine games, they had nine games with at least seven penalties. The Packers, number one in penalties. So, yeah, our checks got cleared all season long. But you know why? Because it's the attitude of this team. It's Matt LaFleur having them show up and play fucking disciplined football because they hold – everybody holds on every play. There's PI you can call on every single one. It's knowing, knowing how to do it. Everyone. Every single play you can call holding. Every single play. You can call holding. Uh, the, the problem is, is when they call it and it has nothing to do with the play whatsoever, right? It's like a holding way on the left side. Well, we were running to the right. We were nowhere near over there. What was going on? Oh, the wide receiver and the DB have been jawing at each other. So this is what we're going to do now is we're going to punish the entire team because oh, way over on this other side that had nothing to do with anything, suddenly – you know, this is this. Uh, oh, I hate been, these refs. I hate remember, these refs. Remember, there's been no taunting penalties that we've seen in recent memory now when it was like flag for taunting, flag for taunting. Flag oh, for remember taunting. that? The whole yeah. preseason, the whole preseason was flag for flag for uh, taunting, flag for taunting. I mean, geez, look at uh, look at uh, Akers smoking uh, Buddha Baker. He gets up and gives him the stay down, stay down. Fucking Buddha Baker seriously hurt. No flag. Anchors led with the head, made helmet to helmet contact with Buddha, and taunted him. No flag, right? So clearly, that whole taunting is being relooked at. The NFL said no more taunting unless it's just stupid. Because remember, what was it? The uh, uh, Steelers, the guy got up and just started walking, and the ref throws the flag. Oh, you're walking in the direction of the bench. He's like, What are you talking about? Yeah. Right, I'm walking back to the huddle. Right, yeah. we we see these refs all the time. There was a video the other day. Uh, Lowry, Lowry gets thrown out of a basketball game. They blow the whistle. Lowry picks up the ball, lightly tosses the ball to the ref. Ref's not ready for it. Hits the ref in the chest. Ref throws him out of the game. 
Yeah. Everybody's like, if you know who Lowry is, he's not a dirty player. You know, that's like throwing Jordy Nelson out of a game. That's not these refs have. You know what? I've talked too much about these refs. Yeah, I've had it. I've had so, it with the refs. We, we we've got a few people, Ryan out there, Goose out there, retweeting, just saying, listen to Borders Packers, get on board with them, make them full time employees, and that's all we really need. Is that on the topic, we'll just talk about that. Hopefully, it's not a topic of conversation on Monday yeah. when we have. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they stay the fuck out of it. Let Aaron and let 49ers, unless it's just egregious, right? Unless it's one of those, holy crap, when you look up defensive pass interference in the dictionary, that's the picture they show. You know what I mean? Unless it's like that, or, you know, you, you call your false starts fine. You, you call your offsides fine. But I don't want to see this ticky-tack holding bullshit that negates a 45-yard pass. Look at the Eagles. Mm -hmm. right look at the eagles prime example they stopped brady on the first drive a light little bump and he goes that's 15 yards looking at brady maintains the drive right and then finally the eagles get something going with goddard they're only down by a couple of scores goddard goes like what was it 48 yards on that play something like that and they go, oh oh there was a, a easy a holding or something over here like even eagles. the ref oh suck that seriously come on come on you know what illegal shifts and things like that where it doesn't matter what you're going to do blow it dead start them up again this is crap right you, you give these guys a chance to get the machine going and we know what it's like right the defense can pin their ears and they can go they can a couple of quick hits and the defense is charged ready to go and they're set you don't have to do anything else the offense needs four five six plays you know, they need a couple of catches. They need a pass over here and a little run over get there. Rhythm. They need, get rhythm. Yeah, they got to get into the rhythm, right? They got to get into the rhythm. They can't just go out there and all of a sudden just spat, pop, perfect, perfect. Get right? into the rhythm of the night. Time it to the morning light. Beat the 49ers Saturday night. All I have to say <laughs> perhaps can choke on a cock. Yeah, a big one. A big Bears one. So... so Give me your thoughts, predictions, all that stuff now on this, buddy. What you got? All right. You ready for this? Yeah. 35-17, Green Bay. I I've think got we, Yep. Go. Keep I, going. I think we get right up on them right quick, and they start chucking balls, and they can't keep up, and we're in cruise control by midway through the third, right? Well, they, they'll be the kickoff. We'll defer. Right. We'll take it at the beginning of the and, and there will be there almost be, you know, just the seven nothing in the first quarter. But then, you know, we're that second quarter team and we'll put up 14 in the second, another uh, 14 in the third. And that'll be that. And uh, I smell a pick six. I smell a pick six. I mean, I Garoppolo is prime, primed and ready. That seems right. I smell a pick six. Thirty five, 17. And I've got them 38-21, and it's exactly that. I think the offense scores uh, four tutties, and then I think what happens is there's either going to be – Using that word tutty today, eh? Yeah, I don't know. Get to the tutty, tutty, tutty. Yeah. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to show his uh, Mexican side. <laughs> what is – is tutty even a word? Like if I came to you – Okay, because you, you speak Spanish, right? And I said, hey, Tutty, what is that? Does that even sound like anything? No. 
It's not. I don't know. I'm sure. People sort of sounds like tuggy. You know what I mean? Oh, sort of yeah. sounds like tuggy. What yeah. are you guys going to do? Well, I'm going to get a tuggy. <laughs> a no condom tuggy? Oh, those are expensive. The last one, last one cost me a house. Oh. <laughs> Still paying it. 22 more years. 38-21, man, I think. Four touchdowns for the offense. And whether it's a pick six or it might be five, five touchdowns with the offense, but it's going to be a pick that puts them in a short field, one or two plays touchdown, just a quick turnaround. 100%. Touchdown. Okay. And then Ooh. we're going to keep the ball drink. We're going to keep the ball out uh, off of Crosby's foot. And I think we're going to be going for it a lot on these shorter downs or these longer distance, especially with the cold. If we're in short distance on fourth down to keep it off of Crosby's foot. So he'll kick one field goal where we might stumble here and there um, with the drive and still get our three points. But I anticipate that we're just going to be rolling and all the signs point towards that, which also scares me, man. Like, is that team going to show up? Right. Because that's been the fear is the team that we're expecting to show up on paper going to show up on game day. You know, I, I, I want to express my thanks to uh, Ben Roethlisberger and uh, the way his career ended and uh, the way that he carried himself, because that is going to be the warning story in that Green Bay locker room, right? You got Aaron Rodgers, arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. You know, you can say he's only been to one Super Bowl. You, you can nitpick whatever you want, Right. He goes out with a thud like that. Seriously? I mean, at least, at least Favre went out slinging. You know yeah. what I mean? And people say, oh, well, he cost Minnesota that game. Don't forget, Adrian Peterson had three fumbles that game, two of them inside the five-yard line in the red zone. Okay? And so dealt with years of repercussions for trying to – purposefully hit Favre on a broken fucking leg and still playing that game. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. You can back away from my legendary hall of fame quarterback and go look at that trash bin. You call a quarterback and just wonder what it would be like to live in the gloriousness of his turbulence. <laughs> okay. Lemon hate. Is that lemon? I'm ripped. Okay. Hey, this is Aaron Alice from Indianapolis, Indiana, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders. If you like the things that myself and Bruce do on Packers Without Borders, the jokes, the sports, the hilarity, give us a like, give us a subscribe, hit that like, hit that subscribe button you could you could even sponsor the show just go to itunes spotify anchor any of those platforms where you listen to us and leave a review for us we love hearing from you guys that way appreciate a lot of the reviews and what you've done but it's going to help us out a lot if you go out there and, and you click like and subscribe on any platform that you listen to us really appreciate the support guys peace go pack go from Melbourne, Australia, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders with Matt and Bruce. I heard that you've got a new game you want to play, and I, I'm excited. <laughs>
I, I'm pumped for this. Let's get this going. What's the game? Now, to be full disclosure, this I did not make this up, but for the first time in probably about a decade, and I'm not shitting you, I saw late night television with what? Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Jimmy you were Fallon. awake that late? Fucking crazy. I don't know what I was doing up. I've it's been a stressful week. Haven't been able to sleep very much. Bunch of shit going on. But uh, right off the hop, they come up with poorly described movies, like this hashtag. And he's just reading these tweets of just bad movies, like just descriptions. And then they have the movies. So the game that I'm going to make a play off of that, and I'm going to poorly describe a movie. Okay. And you're going to guess what movie this is. Done. All right. Let's do let's this. Let's do this. I'm pumped. Okay, 100%. Time to drink. <laughs> Number one, going to be phenomenal. Here we go. The phenomenally poorly described movie segment. That's Looney Tunes. No, that's just the intro song to the... Oh, okay. Cross-dressing man really fucks up his life and still gets visitation rights with his kid. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> it was either it was either Tootsie or Mrs. Doubtfire. As soon as you said cross-dressing man, I'm like, I've seen two movies with cross-dressing yeah. men. Oh, point? no, The Crying Game. The Crying oh, Game. Cross-dressing man changes showering forever. <laughs> <laughs> you can say purple red that one, too. <laughs> All right. This one's a little bit obscure. Let's see if you can get this one. All right. Man is able to have sex with his wife because a large man grabs his cock and pukes black butterflies. Man Green, is green mile. Bang, baby. Good job. <laughs> nice. Didn't even have to repeat it. Yeah, I remember the last time a large man grabbed my cock. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> it was right after your tweet. <laughs> A girl, <laughs> a girl. <laughs> it was dying. It's what made right. me think of it. Okay. Uh, a girl needs to get to Dallas for cheerleading tryouts and will do anything to get there. The Aaron Andrews story. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, Debbie does Dallas, That's obviously. Right. All right. I'm going to be politically correct on this description. Um, okay. But a small person saves the world with the help of an acorn and a stick. <laughs> a small person yep. saves the world. Willow. Bang, biscuit. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This one's easy. This is a throwaway, but this is my favorite movie. So, a bunch of guys in skirts get bloody for freedom. Um, men with kilts? No, wait. Uh, Canadian bacon. That's <laughs> Braveheart. Obviously, it's Braveheart. I would have said, I would have said, well, while being disemboweled. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number six, you know what a gringo is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three gringos take down a Mexican cartel while accidentally thinking they're shooting a movie. Oh, that's three amigos. 
I yeah, love babe. that movie. That's the best. <laughs> I have a plethora. What uh, does that yeah. mean? Plethora. It means many. <laughs> it many. I have a plate of piñatas. Yes. <laughs> it means many. Many. <laughs> Are you telling me you don't know what a plethora is? <laughs> he's so famous. He's infamous. <laughs> All right. This is a good one. My little buttercup has, has the sweetest smile. Smile, smile. <laughs> Cute little buttercup. Won't you stay a while? <laughs> and I will settle down in a cottage built for two. All right. Dear that little buttercup. I love you. You got to finish that. Okay, let's go. Okay. <laughs> Bad guys kill a guy's dog. He then goes on John a Wick. killing three. Nice. John okay. Wick. That's easy. His softball. <laughs> man, man fights himself to free others from their egos, one self-serving portion at a time. Man fights himself to free others of their egos, one self-serving portion at a time. Matrix? If Okay, I'll give you a clue. Okay. You're not supposed to talk about it. I'm not supposed to talk about it. Hmm. Full fight club then. Yeah. <laughs> one self-serving portion. That's the part that threw me off. Remember, he's on the airplane and he complains about oh, the... Oh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Right. That was a good one. I like that. The ones that All make right. you really think are good. Here you go. White trash boxer wins a bunch of fights. So his mom gets killed and his manager finds a diamond. White trash boxer wins a bunch of fights, so his mom gets killed and his manager finds a diamond. It's the name of a woman's private vagina? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Snatch. Don't know. Purse snatch? Snatch? Oh, snap. Oh, I see. A derogatory term towards female genitalia. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> snatch right 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 with yeah yeah i remember yeah Lap okay guy has sex with his sister and then his dad cuts his hand off the guy has sex with his sister and the guy and his dad cuts his hand off <laughs> no idea no idea Star Wars. Stop! Oh, but he didn't have sex with Leia. He just oh, kissed her a know. bunch of times. Oh, no. <laughs> what goes on in space stays in space. Exactly. <laughs> it, was it was his sister once removed. So, really. <laughs> this, this is a, a really random one. I, okay. This is one. So, a couple of these, my brothers and his friends, I kind of put this out in the chat, and they were sending some that are not. That cannot be aired. Okay. Uh, but so here's. We're going to air them. Okay. Okay. So little John gets a couple of girls to go ass to ass for drug money. 
Guy gets his arm chopped off and a grandma goes on a diet. Little John. Gets a couple of girls to go ass to ass for drug money. Guy gets his arm chopped off and grandma goes on a diet. No idea. Requiem for a dream. Oh, well, I've never seen that. Yeah, it's it's a fucking weird movie, man. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. The way yeah. you described it sounded pretty weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the first ever da, 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 poorly described movies. Da, 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 da. Ba, da, da, ba, 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 ba. Okay. I like that. That's good. We would always play a game where you would say a line, right? You would say the line, a, a, a famous line of the movie, like, don't call me Shirley. Mm-hmm. Right? Right away, you're like, airplane, yep. right? And so then we would go and we would try and find different little nuggets, right? That, you know, somebody could, you know, use. It was a really great line in the middle of the movie where you may not have remembered it. Like, like, you know, dogs and cats living together, complete mass hysteria, right? I got so what Ghostbusters. Yeah, what we'll, <laughs> we'll have to do is so there is a game like that. Uh, Blockbuster um, has a table game where they've oh, got yeah. categories, and one of them is movie lines, the other one is acted out, and I can't remember what the third category is because we played it once. Um, but it, it's that concept where you pull a card and you've got them in front of you and then you've got a team and you go through each of those different categories and you try to make it through to get points or whatever, but they have movie lines and, oh, it's described. The third category is describe a movie with one word and then you have to guess it. So one word. So they'll give you a movie title and you have to use one word and then you have to describe it. So hashtag, uh, blockbuster desktop whatever tabletop game hashtag not a sponsor does that so yeah man had to change it up a little bit today pretty fucking excited i'm actually going to be going out into public for this game which i hope i don't break the cycle if if i can get a lot of hate that's okay if we lose because i'm actually going to be breaking my consistency other than seeing the game's in Lambo and in Arizona, I have sat in the same fucking corner of my sofa with my same mug, drinking different beers. I'm supposed to pick up my sessions today. Thank you at Full Sail Brewing. Hashtag almost a sponsor. Um, so I'll be drinking some session beers for this Sunday, but we'll be going to the third hole over on Belvedere here in El Paso. And uh, any listeners in El Paso that want to join me and say hi. Uh, my wife will be there. My brother-in-law will be there. There'll be a bunch of Packer fans. It's a pretty cool Packer bar. And we'll nice. see what happens. Nice. Yeah, I man. will be, uh, I will be on my couch and nice. I will be sitting in the exact same spot trying to be ignored by my, uh, family <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> trying to be, uh, ignored from my business for, two or three hours so I can just kind of focus on this one. We, uh, we just finished, uh, I I don't know. I I know I told you we just finished getting a foot and a half of snow and then we got uh, 60 kilometer or 60 mile an hour winds. So, uh, snow drifts were waist and chest high in some areas. Our guys, uh, shout out to my guys. They worked their butts off, uh, clearing, uh, hundreds of, uh, driveways and sidewalks. 
and uh, myself, uh, as you know, let's see, it is four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I, I woke up uh, yesterday morning and I haven't been to bed yet. So uh, I'm going to uh, go to bed. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to go pick up the kiddo from school and there the dad's going to start, brother. Right on, man. Beauty. I will see you Saturday. Sounds good, man. I'll see you Saturday and try to get some rest before trying to get this pod cleaned up and taken care of. At least right? this one fuck up too much, so we should be okay. Not too bad. I mean, I do have to edit out the other guy I was talking to, but other than that. <laughs> Life is Yeah. Right on, brother. Peace. Care, brother. Peace. Go pack, go. Go pack, go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go pack, go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. Thank you.